Design Guy, episode 33. Design Guy here. Welcome to the show. This is the program that explores timeless principles of design and explains them simply. We're in the midst of a discussion on unity, and as part of that topic, we've taken a detour through what are called the Gestalt Rules. So if you're joining us midstream, let's just recap a few points quickly. Now, first of all, Gestalt theory gets its name from a school of thought in psychology, and this school of thought harkens back to the early 20th century in Germany. And it says that when it comes to studying human behavior, we need to see the big picture. We need to see the whole And if we can discern a broader pattern of behavior, not just isolated psychological events, that's when we'll get our best insights. But this concept carries over to visual studies also, and it's a way to explain how we can achieve a unified composition out of individual parts. And it even goes beyond that basic definition to assert that a unified whole is actually greater than the sum of its parts. And so far, we've discussed a couple of Gestalt concepts, namely figure ground and closure, which you can catch up on if you've missed the prior episodes by downloading those shows. But moving right along, I'd like to step through some more of this Gestalt discussion today, starting with the rule of similarity. And by the way, as we take these concepts one by one, we'll see that they're really pretty simple and straightforward. The hardest part of all this might be just remembering the terminology. Now, the rule of similarity, just as you'd expect, says that a composition looks more unified if the elements are similar in some respect. If objects are similar, they look related. This is just like people. Identical twins are obviously related to each other. And brothers and sisters that share physical characteristics also look fairly obviously related. It's when siblings don't look much like each other that people express doubt and surprise that they're actually part of the same family. They scratch their chin and say, really, I just don't see the family resemblance. And this is what it's like in our compositions. As we compose, we can put the same traits in elements that we intend to look part and parcel of each other, elements that we want to appear unified. And those traits can include things like shape or size or color or value. And if you're a media designer, we might include similarity of motion or any other attribute that will demonstrate a relatedness. If they look related, people will see them as a pattern or a group, and your composition will convey a stronger sense of unity. And again, it's just like that family resemblance thing. On the other hand, once we've established that pattern, once we've got a unified group, then we can go on and do some other interesting things we can direct attention to where we want it. If among a row of black dots, one solitary dot is colored red, then it stands out, it stands apart, and we've got a device that can direct attention. Or let's say one of those dots is oversized compared to the rest, then we've also established a point of emphasis. In other words, we've tampered with those traits. Having established consistency in terms of shape, size, color, or value, we then break the pattern. And it's like that old Sesame Street song about one of these kids is doing his own thing, one of these kids just isn't the same. If you remember that, you'll appreciate the example. If you don't remember that, well, never mind. 
But a great exercise that you can do as a designer is just to pay attention to things like logos, um, especially the ones that are composed of more than just a few elements. And if the logo is any good, that is if it's unified, then you can look at it and ask yourself some questions. You can deconstruct it in terms of this rule of similarity. And so you'll usually be looking at a bunch of shapes or just a bunch of lines or strokes, and you can then ask yourself, what is similar about them? What makes them cohere as a group? Is there an element that seems to stand out for emphasis? And how does that standout element break the pattern? And by the way, this is really the best way to learn design. You learn design by looking at examples, good and bad, and getting good at deconstructing them. And it's kind of like the way a mechanic figures out what's going on with your car. You want to take these design examples and put them up on the lift, so to speak, and look underneath and see how they work. Just take them apart with your eyes if you can, and then put them back together again. That's how you can extract the principle that you can apply to your own work. That's the rule of similarity. That's all we've got time for today. I want to thank you again for tuning in. Let me remind you that a transcript of today's show, as usual, can be found at designguyshow.blogspot.com. Music is by kcentricity.com. Well, I thank you again for joining us. I hope you'll tune in next time. 